You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Sports Prep Live. Sports Prep Live. Where we unbox the mic and talk excellence in athletics. Welcome back to Sports Prep Live. I'm your host, Graydon Prescott, and this is the third episode of the Prep Talk, where we will discuss topics that are on my blog, The Prep Sheet. Once again, joined by Editor-in-Chief of The Prep Sheet, KB. Uh, KB, are you ready to go? I am, I'm here. Looking forward to it. All right, let's get right into it. Uh, first topic of discussion will be the Border League uh, recently took place here in Las Vegas. Yes, I saw you out there. Absolutely. And um, some of the players that were featured in the Border League were Cooper Flagg, who's the number one senior in the country, Cameron Boozer, um, AJ DeBansta, and Jace Richardson were some of the standouts. Yes. Uh, did you have any notes from that, uh, from the tournament? Overall impressions. Yeah. I did. Um, one, it was good to see. There was, um, these guys played, uh, against one another in Atlanta over the summer. A lot of these guys, um, the Jackson, uh, or not Jackson, but the, uh, Richardson boys, Jackson and Jace. Yeah. Uh, left Bishop Gorman, uh, left the Las Vegas area, moved down to the Miami area to join up with the Boozier brothers, uh, Cameron and Caden. And they all actually played um, in Atlanta um, at the Peach Jam, I believe it was. Yeah, that's right. And I know that Jace had a really great tournament out there. He did. Cameron had a really great tournament out there. Cooper had a really great tournament out there. Oh, my goodness. Um, And a number of other individuals. So it was good to see them come to Las Vegas uh, in the Border League tournament and see that kind of high-level talent, high school talent, on display. I thought everyone uh, really did a great job. I I think there were some instances where uh, some players like AJ, who had a couple of great games, but uh, struggled against uh, the Explorers, which is Cameron and yeah. Jace's team. Uh, but other than that one game, I thought everyone, each and every game, uh, counting Cooper, counting Jace, AJ, uh, Tyron Stokes is another person that yes. we'll end up talking about. Um, everyone had a really, really great tournament, and it was exciting to watch. Um, as evidenced by the number of people that were in the gym for each and every game. I mean, it was practically standing room only in there and some of the best basketball I've seen in a long time, regardless of level. Yeah. Uh, One of the games that um, was highly anticipated was the uh, Columbus Explorers with Cooper, or not Cooper, Cameron, Caden, and Jace against uh, Prolific Prep with Tyron Stokes and AJ. Uh, that game was close for the entirety of the first half, and then the Explorers kind of ran away with it. Broke it open. In the second half. Um, Jace had a spectacular game. I, th- I believe he had 19, 18 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Cameron did his thing as well. AJ in that game struggled just a little bit, uh, but he is younger than those guys. Right. 
uh, do you think that had to do with not being as acclimated to the uh, the competition, or do you think he just had an off night? You know, they asked Cameron about that after the game, and they have played against one another uh, several times. And AJ reclassed. Yeah. Um, and so he moved from the class of 2026 to the class of 2025. And when he made that move, he became, which is the class that Cameron is in. That's right. When he made that move, he was instantly hailed as. Um, number the one. number one player in the class. So I felt like during that game, um, any competitive athlete is going to take umbrage at the fact that, okay, this kid comes up, he, he reclassifies into my class, and um, I'm going to try to put on a show. Yeah. And I do think, um, and it happens with all athletes at every level, you have tough days out at the office. And I do think that AJ had a tough day at the office. But I also think some of that had to do with the offense uh, or the defense that he was facing. Yeah. Uh, Cooper, is, or excuse me, not Cooper, Cameron is an excellent defender. Yeah, he uh, is. Probably second only to Cooper, who is just outstanding and probably one of the best in all of high school basketball. But Cameron is right up there. And so I think part of that struggle, you know, I think AJ went one for eight. Uh, had a total of six points during the game. I think part of that struggle was because um, Cooper is, or, or I'm sorry, Cameron is not new to this. And so I think he took it as a challenge that, hey, if you're going to be on this floor and they're going to put, put you out there as the number one player, you're going to have to prove it yeah. time and time again. And so although they're buddies, I do think that Cameron felt like this is my time to demonstrate that I am still that dude in the class of 2025. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think, uh, I think Cameron probably did take a little bit of offense to AJ immediately becoming the number one player. Uh, although AJ is a very talented player. Absolutely. Um, we saw what he did at Peach Jam. He led the whole, he led the whole thing in scoring. He played two classes up. Um, he, he, you know, he's a great player. He was the Gatorade Player of the Year, mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, you, if you're going to reclass, uh, he should have been. I don't think he should have immediately became number one. Might have been two. Might have been I three. I agree. I agree. But they can know, prove that on yeah, that level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, another reclass from this year who reclassed up from the class of 2025 to the class of 2024 is Cooper Flag. Yes. Uh, we've talked a little bit about him. Uh, he's on a absolutely stacked team with Montverde this year. They got multiple five-star players, multiple four-star players. Super team in high school. Yep. And um, Cooper, it's obvious by how they play, Cooper is the head of the snake. Um, he had an outstanding tournament as well. Um, in the championship game, he finished with 20 points, 11 rebounds, seven assists, four blocks. Do you think he established himself as the clear best player in high school basketball? Regardless of, of class, class. Yes. Yes, I do. Um, so yes, he did reclass and he was also instantly um, allotted that number one spot. But in this case, I think deservingly so. Um, you could see even when he was still um, in the class of, of 2025 um, that he was 
far and above the best high school player in the country. I had an opportunity to spend some time chatting with his parents, um, and they kind of told me a little bit of his backstory, um, how they got him working on basketball at a very early age, training him at a very early age, and it really shows. He is incredibly skilled on both sides of the ball. Um, He is an elite-level defender as well as an elite-level scorer, high basketball IQ. So, yeah, there's one uh, individual who reclassed where I think it served him well, and it was uh, a foregone conclusion that even before he reclassed that he needed to because once you move up um, and you have the opportunity to be number one in that class – um, that just demonstrates your strength as a basketball player, um, regard- and again, regardless of level. Yeah. So I do think it was an appropriate reclass for him. I think it was a good move, and I do think he is clearly deserving of that number one spot, and it's not even close. Yeah, um, and a lot of people see his big scoring numbers, and they might think, well, he might shoot a lot. One of my biggest takeaways from his games was he does not shoot a lot. He is extre- 9 of 13, I think he was. One of the games, it wasn't even 9 of 13. He was 9 of 9 or 9 of 10. He didn't. He either missed one shot or He's no shot. He's very efficient. He's an extremely efficient player. Incredible shot selection. He doesn't take bad shots. Um, there aren't many shots that he can't make, but he doesn't take tough shots. Right, right. I, I mean, he, he's just an outstanding player. I think he, he's got a very bright future ahead of him. Cooper is not only a smart basketball player, but like you said, the head of the snake. He's on a super team. He is. Um, McNeely and Asia Newell and Queen, uh, Rob Wright. I mean, this team is just stacked. Um, All of them are either four or five-star players. And so going into that game against the Explorers – they had the Explorers number for probably the first, if, if you break, even though they use halves, uh, if you would break it down into quarters, for the first three quarters, they really had the Explorers number. Yeah. Um, but Jace and Cameron, Caden, uh, those three really got it going. They helped uh, their team claw back. They got it to within three points um, at one point in the game, late in the game. Uh, but you just kind of had the sense that they just weren't going to be able to overcome. It is an, an incredible amount of talent on that uh, Florida Eagles team, uh, which is the um, AAU team for their high school, which is Montford uh, Academy. Um, it Again, it's one of the only, uh, if you count the Florida Eagles and then you count the Explorers, those are probably the two super teams in, in, in all of high school. And I don't even know that the Explorers have um, their starting five all of them being four or five star players. Yeah, that's true. But what they do is, you know, the explorers play together. They're not. They do. They're very unselfish. And um, obviously, you have Cameron and Caden leading that team. They've been there. Um, but the transfers as well. Jackson, who has been on the show, and his older brother Jace, yes. who committed to Michigan State over the weekend. Congratulations to him. Um, he had an outstanding. uh, run at the border league as well as in the EYBL. You know, I think for, you know, we're here in Las Vegas and I think, um, it, it really hurt, uh, a school that we're going to be end up talking about a little bit, uh, later here on, in another sport, but the loss of Jace, uh, uh, or the loss, um, for Bishop Gorman, um, in Jace moving away and Jackson too, for that matter, 
was is a hole that I don't know that they're going to be able to dig out of um, in the the near future over the next one or two years. Yeah, those are exceptionally talented individuals, and I think um, you you saw what um, a lot of people felt like Jace was kind of being held back um, in the in the Bishop Gorman system. And look, you know, he's playing with and or behind um, uh, uh, Junie. Um, um, Mr. Mobley, who also transferred uh, over to uh, Wasich in in, um, in Utah, but I think you really saw because LV Orange, which is the Bishop Gorman team, was also there this weekend. Yeah, um, uh, played three times, lost three times. They're a really young team now. They are. Uh, I think they only have one or two seniors on the team, and everyone else is an underclassman. Um, and there are some talented kids on the team, but. Um, coming in and starting high school basketball on the freshman or junior or, 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 or at the junior level, um, it's just an, a, a, another order of magnitude that I, I don't think a lot of athletes can really appreciate until they're there. Yeah. Right? And having to face off against other seniors, some of who might be 18, 19, even 20 years old. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, Jace played outstanding. And like you said, he committed to the University of Michigan or Michigan State University. Uh, alma mater of his dad, Jason Richardson, who won a championship there, I think, back in 2000. So they kept it in the family. Tom Izzo's got to be happy about that. Uh, but I think that's a really big loss uh, for Bishop Gorman, and he showed that over this past weekend. Jace is just an outstanding player. He is. He's, he's very patient on the court. Um, and when he gets onto the court, I don't think he strikes you as a person who's going to come in and say, oh, I'm going to come in and I'm, I'm gonna kill everybody Drop 25 today points yeah he, he doesn't he doesn't strike I, you i as think that. the word you're looking for is unassuming he is and very, unassuming. very unassuming and i actually spoke with his mother um about yeah. that over the weekend as well and that may have hurt him in the eyes of you know bishop gorman but he is a dog he um, is i mean he is Chase is a problem he is he is a problem um, he gets animated on the court. He can shoot. He can pass a high basketball IQ. He's got the same sort of wheels as his dad. I mean, he can leap. He's got. He had several spectacular dunks and alley oops. Um, he's really fun to watch. But just as you said, you wouldn't know it if you watched him from the warm up at the game. Yeah. Like he 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 starts quietly, and then when he gets it rolling, it's just an absolute avalanche. Yeah, it is. Um. Transitioning a little bit, Jace last year went to Bishop Gorman. Bishop Gorman's by far their more, most successful sport right now is their football program. Yes, yes. Um, about a month ago, I believe, um, exactly a month ago, uh, we wrote a blog about Bishop Gorman uh, and their case for being the number one team in the country. We did. That was September, September 20th. 21st, 21st, I think it was. I think it was the 20th. Okay. Um, so this was either September 20th or September 21st. And we wrote in a blog about how Bishop Gorman, uh, their case for being the number one team in the country. And our reasoning for that was, uh, both modern day and Gorman had played, uh, Corona Centennial. Yes. Um, modern day beat them 28 to 14. Correct. Bishop Gorman beat them 56 to 28. Correct. Uh, so I think that right there, that was our reasoning for why Bishop Gorman should be the top team. At the time, they were not. Now they are. 
modern day uh, lost to the defending national champions who were ranked ninth. St. John Bosco. St. John Bosco in a shutout, 28-0. And Bosco is now fifth. Gorman is now first. What are your takeaways? Like you said, um, we predicted this uh, a month ago. Yeah. Uh, You could see it coming. Bishop Gorman is well-coached, great athletes. They practice like they are a professional level team. They do. I mean, it is really, you know, you see shirts, and maybe Nike has some of the shirts, uh, but you see them on athletes a lot, no days off. That is the epitome of the program at Bishop Gorman under Coach Browner. Um, He has these young men getting ready, staying ready all the time, and and they are never off the clock. Uh, They are there early in the morning. They are there in the afternoons practicing. They are there in the summer when it's 115 degrees here in Las Vegas. They might be in shorts and just a helmet, but they're there practicing, and once they take the field against a high school opponent, you see the clear demarcation line between their practice or their preparation and the preparation of their opponent. Uh, From the very first kickoff, this team moves differently. They are faster. Their timing is on point. They know, they communicate well. They know where each other is going to be. It's a well-oiled machine. And so, no, we were not surprised at all that ultimately they were going to overtake the number one spot in high school football because they've been here before. I think through years 2014, uh, 2014, 2015, and 2016, they were the national champions. Uh, Yes, Uh, that's right. um, So this is nothing new to them. Um, It was a different coach at that time, I think Coach Sanchez, um, but Coach Browner has come in and has really kind of picked up where he left off and even taken the program to, to even greater heights. So, no, I am not surprised at all. Uh, that Bishop Gorman has achieved this. I think they're going to stick with it for the rest of the year. They've got a couple of games coming up here. I think they play tonight. Um, they have a chance to to win state. They've got to be the favorite there. Oh, yeah. I, I think Liberty, who they've already played this year. Liberty is second right now. Right. I think that when they played Liberty, it was like 49-6. to six, Yeah, so. that's the one team, quote-unquote, standing in their way <laughs> uh, for winning the state title. But another thing that you know I was reading about Coach Browner is he he doesn't take anything for granted. He prepares um, against a team that may be unranked uh, the same way that he prepares for a team that might be you know ranked just behind them. Um, and it, and it's no plays off. So we were just talking about no days off. He does not let them take a playoff. He is looking for execution on every single play. And over time, that is going to wear a defense down. Yeah. Or wear an offense down when they're playing defensively. So, yeah, we're not surprised about this at all. I think that they have a real good shot um, at winning the national championship again uh, this year. So shout out to Bishop Gordon. I recently, I did a a segment for... Um, Bishop Gorman's YouTube channel. Um, okay. And they have a podcast that'll be coming out called BG Roundtable. It's Sutton, Stoft, and I. Um, and we spoke to Audrick Harris, who is a wide receiver for the team. Uh, he's their leading receiver. Uh, as of right now, I believe he has uh, racked up 874 yards. Wow. With nine touchdowns. He's just co- this season, you mean? Just this season, wow. yeah. Wow. He's an Arizona commit. Uh, and then I also spoke to uh, Micah Alajado, 
uh, the quarterback. The quarterback, yep. Um, he is right now the favorite to be the national player of the and year. And I think he's passed for over 2,000 yards this yeah, season already. Yeah, and his, I believe his completion percentage is close to 80. Yeah, about 77%. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I, we spoke to those two, and we asked them, what, what do we think separates them from the rest of the field? Yes. Uh, this was post becoming the number one team in the country, and we asked them, what, what makes you the number one team in the country? What, what separates you? And they told me it's the practice. It is their execution in practice. There is not a second that they are allowed to take off when they are practicing. They practice hard every day. Um, then they they play their games. They have practice the day after a game. Right. Um, they just don't stop working no matter what. They don't stop working. They worked. They have been practicing since January. And they practice just as hard in January as they are right now. And they think that's what separates them from the rest in terms of being the top, top, uh, top teams in the country. Right. Uh, Right now, their offense is by far the best in the country. Yeah, they're clicking on all cylinders. They're putting up about 62 points per game, Mm -hmm. um, which is more than anybody else by a wide margin. Their defense is one of the best in the country. They have the best offensive line in the country, and they're led by the quarterback who is... Um, the favorite for the national player of the year, they're a powerhouse, and it's going to be tough for anybody to beat this team. Um, Coach Browner has done a great job yes. with the squad, and um, they have confidence in one another, and they believe that they are going to end up national champions this year. And I don't, I don't, I don't doubt them. I can't. They are really fun to watch. Uh, a real love for the game. Um, they embrace those tough practices. Um, it will be a, a spectacular event if Bishop Gorman and John Bosco are the, the last two standing at the end of this season. Yeah. Um, St. John Bosco is, of course, the reigning champion, as we said before. And they've, you know, their coach recently said, you know, after they defeated Mater Day, that we're going to be here until someone knocks us off. We are the reigning champions. And yeah. even, lo- even though they, they suffered a loss earlier in the year, um, they are a force to be reckoned with. They are. Um, and, and I can only envision a team such as Bishop Gorman uh, being able to, to play these guys to either a potential draw or ultimately defeating them in a contest that would just be um, one for the ages. Yeah, although you, you can't count out uh, some of the other teams. Right now I believe Bosco is ranked fifth or sixth. Correct. Um, there are teams, IMG from Florida, um, there, there's a couple others. Um, there's a team from California. Uh, right the, now we have on a lot of them, the most influential list is the USA Today High School Super, Super 25. 25. So as of this week, uh, Bishop Gorman is number one at 9-0. and Yep. The last game they played, uh, Desert Pines here in Las Vegas, and uh, the end result was 56-12. to Chaminade Madonna out of Hollywood, Florida. They're seven and zero. Last week they did not play, mm-hmm. and then Duncanville out of Texas. You know everyone knows Texas has a lot of great high school football teams. Uh, they are six and zero, and their last result they defeated, defeated Mansfield, also out of Texas, fifty one to zero. Right, and then number four St. John Bosco. Um, again, they are seven and one, and last week defeated Mater Day. 28 to 0 and then like you said number 5 is IMG Academy uh, out of Florida who is 6 and 0 uh, and they last played Pine Forest of also of Florida 
uh, with an end result of 48 to zero. And the Mater Day finally is at that number six position, yep. uh, having lost uh, to St. John Bosco 28 to zero, which really must have been a tough loss and probably quite a shock to them. Yeah, it was. Um, Max Preps would be the second most influential ranking. Yes. Um, and they as well have Bishop Gorman as number one, Madonna two, Bosco third. So okay. they're making a they're making a big push on right. the Max Preps ranking. And then you have IMG, Duncanville, and then once again, Modern Day, number six. Um, yeah, I again, Bosco, Madonna, IMG, those teams are all going to really try to make a push um, to get that national championship. Mm -hmm. Bosco feels like um, they've been a little bit disrespected. Right, the right. They, you know, they were the defending national champions, and they did take a loss early in the season, which is why their Correct. ranking dropped. Correct. But now they just beat the team that was not formerly number one. You can't count them out yet. You can't you can't count out Bosco yet. But as as of right now, I don't see anyone stopping Bishop Gorman. Right, and this is what's tough about this list is even after suffering just a single loss, it's so competitive that that single loss can really um, stunt your opportunity to be in contention for a national championship game. In fact, it happened to Bishop Gorman last year yeah. when they played Mater Day, Day and lost by three points. They had, a, they had a 14 point lead they going did. into the fourth they quarter. They did, I do recall that game. Uh, I was there, you were there. Um, but um, that three point loss um, ended up affecting whether or not they were going to be able to uh, play in the national championship game. And I'm sure I'm sure they had that in their mind coming into this season, um, at home. No plays off, yes. right? They were at home, the crowd going crazy. They were up twenty-one-seven going into that fourth quarter, and then um, it just all went down. The wheels from fell there. off, yes. Yeah, yes. so I'm sure they had that in the back of their mind. And Coach Browner doesn't forget anything, right. so um, he's he's had them get he's had them getting it uh, getting it in since January. Indeed, he has. Yeah, indeed, he has. Uh, as we wind down here, one more quick thing to talk about is Angel Reese recently. Yes. Uh, she was Shaquille O'Neal's first signing to Reebok. And one of the things that she said was, um, of course, she's very appreciative. And she also spoke a little bit about Caitlin, Caitlin Clark. Right. And she said that um, she has no... Um, no hate for Caitlin, all nothing but love for Caitlin, and eventually will want to play on her team. Eventually, I, I don't know what prompted that, <laughs> but it, I'm I'm all for it. I I don't think um, they should be. We don't. I don't think we should have to paint them against a one hot another. rivalry. Yeah, um, but you know, it's all it's all well and good. I I do believe um, that she honestly feels that way. I do, yes. Um, having said that, um, it is going to be hard for people to forget the last impression of her when she played uh, Caitlin in the national championship game. And I think a lot of people, Caitlin fans, are not going to so easily forget or get beyond um, the actions that uh, Angel Reese took towards the end of that game. Not that I say it, but a lot of people felt that it was classless. Much to Caitlin's credit, she said, look, it happens in, you know, the sports with the guys. The guys do it. 
Um, so don't begrudge us for, for, for doing it. She's been competitive all her life. In fact, they've played uh, one another since they were both in, in AAU. Um, for me, the bigger moment um, over the last couple of weeks was Angel being upset because she there was a list that was put out oh, ESPN yes. uh, of the top potential draft prospects for the WNBA for next year. And Angel Reese came in number eight at number eight on that list. Yeah, we all know who came in number one going away on, yep. on every list there is. She was number one. Um, but I think that um, left Angel with a bad taste in her mouth, and I think that there's it, we're, we're going to need to keep an eye on that because Angel has something to prove this year. Even though she won a national championship, I think she still feels like she's got something to prove. Absolutely, and we we will be keeping eye on that. Keeping an eye on that as the season begins Absolutely. to unfold. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody, for tuning into this episode of Sports Prep Live. This was the third installment of the Prep Talk. Thank you, KB, for joining me once again. My pleasure. And uh, everybody, make sure uh, you have yourselves a great day, and we will see you next time. Sayonara. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Sports Prep Live. I'm Graydon Prescott, and don't forget to catch all of our episodes on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Sports Prep Live. Thank you. <laughs>